2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: A quiet corner of Oakland County was rocked by a wild and violent scene on Sunday morning.
2: They located a young girl who was trying to crawl out of the house. She stated to them that her dad had shot her.
1: A man brutally murdered his wife and shot his daughter. Did Internet conspiracies drive him to do it? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. Wald Lake sits about 20 miles outside of Detroit to the north and to the west. The small suburb has about 7,000 residents. Wald Lake is a place where people say, oh, something like that would never happen here. What is the that that I'm referencing? This.
2: Our Emergency Operations Center received a 911 call from Wald Lake by a young woman who stated she had been shot by her father. She was unable to provide a specific address. In conversation with that neighboring home, They heard another gunshot themselves. They turned towards the house where they heard the gunshot, were just kind of beginning that move towards approaching that house when a suspect fired upon the officers. He was utilizing a Remington 870 pump-action shotgun. Both the deputy and the Lake officer returned fire as they were being fired upon. As soon as the threat was neutralized, they began their follow-on operation. They located a young girl who was trying to crawl out of the house. As she was talking to them before she was shipped to the hospital, she stated to them that her dad had shot her.
1: That is the voice of Oakland County Sheriff Mike Bouchard at a press conference on Sunday after 53-year-old Igor Lannis shot and killed his wife and seriously injured their 25-year-old daughter. Igor Llanes also killed the family dog before he himself was killed by law enforcement. Why did this
2: happen? It's an ongoing investigation. We're not going to release a whole lot more than that at this point. We're not exactly sure what's going on in our suspect's mind, obviously, and he can't tell us why he started this rampage.
1: No uh, mental health history at all of the father at all? Or- no
2: criminal history. Apparently, you know, he, he'd been more agitated in the last year or so, we're told but we have no information that there was any diagnosis of any mental health issues.
1: That agitation the sheriff mentioned. A Reddit post that claimed to be from the Lannis' other daughter said that her father had become brainwashed. Quote, in 2020, after Trump lost, the post reads, my dad started going down the Q rabbit hole. He kept reading conspiracy theories about the stolen election, Trump, vaccines, etc. End quote. The Detroit News confirmed the poster is indeed the daughter of Igor Lannis. That Reddit post said that Igor Lanis, he wasn't always this way. I spoke with Izar Wipe, a PhD student at Oakland University who specializes in the psychology of paranoia. She says all humans are affected by paranoia.
3: Everyone basically is vulnerable to believing in conspiracy theories. We can all get more or less paranoid depending on the situation. So if you're not feeling great, you just lost your job and some people are whispering, you're like, they're talking about me. They're saying how much I'm a loser for having lost my job. You're more likely to get paranoid when you are more vulnerable because paranoia is presumed to be something that is like a defense mechanism that helps you avoid your enemies when they're gonna get you. When you're weak, that's when your enemy is likely to attack you. So paranoia is probably the prerequisite, if you will, of believing in conspiracy theories. And some people are more or less paranoid just by nature But paranoia is also something that can change with time. So depending on the circumstance, you can be a lot more paranoid or much less paranoid depending on what just happened in your life.
1: Isar said some of these conspiratorial beliefs are innately human. We're born that way. It is in our DNA. But if that's the case, why do some people end up on the fringes and others don't? Turns out there's not one main answer.
0: Certainly mental health difficulties are going to factor in for some people, but not for all. Somebody's upbringing, if you had parents where you were raised in kind of a quote-unquote alternative society or with parents that constantly had you questioning the government, where there was kind of that skepticism bred in, those individuals are more likely to find themselves in this situation. There are certain situational factors that can predispose people to this, such as things like sleep deprivation or going through extreme stressors. Certainly substance abuse can factor into it. And so you might see kind of an interplay of some of those factors, both of what was an individual's upbringing like, kind of what were those predisposing factors, and then kind of what's going on in here and now.
1: That is the voice of Dr. Molly Gabrielle Champagne, a clinical psychologist with McLaren Health. One of the things that scares Izar is the accuracy of social media algorithms and how well they work.
3: The algorithms of YouTube that take you from one video to the next can be very, very dangerous because if you leave your YouTube on autoplay, it can take you down that rabbit hole literally on its own. The other websites like 4chan are also filled with other like-minded people. That can be a validating experience for a lot of people who are experiencing these things. And it doesn't allow them to practice behaving themselves, if you will, you know, like inhibiting your paranoid fears in real life. There are people around you that you're worried about what they're going to think about you. So you manage your reputation better by sometimes suppressing paranoid thoughts, you know, just ideas that cross your mind sometimes, like, are these people whispering about me? If you're in an online situation, first of all, it's anonymized. So you're less worried about your reputation. Secondly, A lot of people around you are as paranoid as you or even more paranoid than you, so they might teach you how to be even more paranoid. You can just observe them and
1: learn from what they're saying. There is no question the advance of technology is playing a huge part in indoctrination. But according to Dr. Gabrielle Champagne, social media didn't invent this process. It's been around for a very long time.
0: We're only seeing the information that confirms those beliefs that are in line with what we feel. People can become kind of more and more radicalized as they go. We see it with social media now, but this kind of phenomenon has existed for all of humanity. You know, Nazi Germany, I think, is a really good example of what seems like such an extreme reaction can really be seen as this groupthink mentality that can go on. If you're dialoguing with other individuals one-on-one or you're mixing in different kind of settings, you may run across people that have a different viewpoint than you that kind of could cause you to question your own viewpoint versus if I'm online and I'm only seeking out specific types of information, I'm just able to see how right I am over and over and over again.
1: A minute ago, Dr. Gabriel Champagne said the patterns of indoctrination far predate the internet or even standard media. Isar said, from the jump, humans are
3: programmed for paranoia. But why is that? Ancestrally, we didn't have police. We didn't have people taking care of us. We had to police our own crimes. And so if someone stole something from us, we had to become investigators and amplify that paranoia and go on the lookout for those who may have hurt us and who might plan to hurt us more so that we can defend ourselves. Paranoia and belief in conspiracy theories are really a defense mechanism. Unfortunately, it's a defense mechanism that we don't need as much today in the modern world where we have police and we have professionals who do this job. It's been outsourced. It's a bit tragic that a lot of these anti-vaxxers and flat earthers and people are running around believing in things because that would have helped them ancestrally. But today it actually hurts them.
1: What can be done to break the spell these conspiracy theories hold over people Before I was born, a family friend had to re-kidnap his daughter from a cult called the Moonies and then deprogram her. But Dr. Gabriel Champine says that doesn't really work anymore.
0: You're only able to do what the other party allows you to do. Adults, unless they have some sort of cognitive limitation or they're a vulnerable adult in some like disability sense, they're able to make their own choices. And so we don't want to say you can't do anything But adults are allowed to make their own decisions in life. And so sometimes it's going to be about constantly being there for that person and saying, I'm concerned and this is why. I love you. I'm concerned and this is why. And gently starting to point out, hey, did you notice that you pulled back from friends? It's not helpful for you to estrange yourself from your family. Hey, you've been giving a lot of money to this organization. Can we talk about that?
1: How can we stop this from happening going forward? I mean, kids are exposed more and more every day with social media and mobile devices. Dr. Gabriel Champagne says the answer is pretty simple.
0: A good thing for a parent to think about how much social media slash the internet do I want my child to be exposed to? What's a healthy amount? What helps them connect? What helps them reach out to educational experiences, things like that? And at what point is this negatively influencing their mental health? Cyberbullying is such a prevalent thing. Is this affecting their sleep? And so my recommendation is obviously at an age-appropriate level to monitor what's happening and think about what an age-appropriate amount of screen time is for that individual. It's not going to be about cutting your six-year-old off from YouTube, but being mindful about what they're watching on YouTube and keeping it under a certain amount.
1: Did Igor Lannis do the unthinkable and murder his wife and severely injure one of his daughters because of a conspiracy theory? That's what his other daughter says, and she would know best. But it wasn't the conspiracy theory that did it. It was the feeling of loneliness and fear. To stop these problems, you have to stop the peddling of loneliness and fear. A big thank you to both Izar Wipe and Dr. Molly Gabriel-Champagne. Also, thank you to Oakland County Sheriff Mike Bouchard. This podcast would not be possible without the work of our digital team. Check out WWJnewsradio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Do you have questions, comments, or concerns about The Daily J? We want to hear them. Send an email to dailyj at odyssey.com. That's dailyj at A-U-D-A-C-Y.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening.